Welcome to Connecting with Coincidence with psychiatrist Bernard David Beitman, MD. Dr. Beitman is the founder of The Coincidence Project. The project encourages people like you to tell each other coincidence stories. To learn more about Dr. Beitman's work, put Connecting with Coincidence in your web browser. You'll find his book, his Psychology Today blog, and the interviews from this podcast. And now your host, Bernard Beitman, MD. Welcome to Connecting with Coincidence. I am your host, Bernard Beitman, MD. I'm a psychiatrist. My book, uh, Meaningful Coincidences, is coming out in a couple of days. Uh, that is it's the September 6th. This, this will be published afterward, but it's it, my book is now out is what I can say when we're doing this. And uh, I hope you pay attention to it. it it tries to describe how meaningful coincidences happen, that is synchronicity, serendipity, and why they happen, and how you can use them. And some people are describing it as the best book on the subject ever written. So I hope you pay attention to it and you can get it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and other places online and hopefully in some bookstores near you. And what I'm trying to suggest through these podcasts and my other activities like the Psychology Today post is that coincidences are a big part of your life if you pay attention to them. They don't exist if you don't see them, but if you don't look, you're not going to see them. So more and more in this world, believing is seeing. As we know very well that some people think the 2020 election in the United States was stolen, and they believe that, so that's what they see, and that's what they look for. And it's just not true. But coincidences are there, and you can see them if you look for them. And that's my job is to increase the possibility that you tell each other coincidence stories. And here's one of mine. Uh, a couple of days ago, um, I was relaxing by the Ravana River here in Charlottesville and Virginia. And I, I, I looked up to see what I call a herd of bugs zooming around a about two feet away from my nose. I was lying down along the river, just uh, watching the sky and the trees and stuff. Their motions seemed random and chaotic. I looked more closely. Each of them moved in curves. They never bumped into each other. More strikingly, they kept the shapes which kept changing, but they kept the shape that they kept, partly coincidentally with my trust in them, meaning that the more I trusted them, the closer they came to me, the more I relaxed, the closer they became to me. And then they begin to have a shape of a sphere. Then an oblong ellipse. I said, okay, that's quite a little dance. I was trying to follow how the little bugs were moving with each other, but here they had that shape. So despite the chaos, they were still managing to create a stable whole. Could human beings with our driven individuality keep our shape while celebrating the curves of our personal trajectories? Eh, trying to help that happen. So then I challenged them. This is all like no talk. I was just thinking. So I asked, I asked them to do a spiral. Please do a spiral because I love spirals. A few minutes later, they, they created this uh, upward tunnel and within the tunnel, they had a, a spiral-like shape. Now, was that just a coincidence? Or was my mind and this collective mind buzzing together? 
That's a question for us, but you can guess my idea, baby. I think maybe we were buzzing together. Our guest today is uh, Yana. That's pretty, that's pretty cool, Bertie. That's uh, I, I I love that. That's that's fun. Now, if you had him do like a triangle and then a trapezoid, <laughs> then then he, we'd really be into something. Well, you had to do three dimensions. <laughs> that's true. You had to do, hey, so it would have uh, been a pyramid. That's Absolutely. true. <laughs> <laughs> But there is that connection for sure that happens. Um, and, and actually, that reminded me of a, another story. Maybe I'll, I'll share if we get to Go ahead. Tell the story. Me. Tell the story and I'll introduce you. OK. All right. So uh, uh, I had been working with a, a Mayan elder and he had been sharing with me. So we had met on a solstice event that we did. And and so he 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 did a fire ceremony for us and, and we really connected about some different things. And then. Uh, I asked to work with him directly and he taught me this whole breathing technique called the hummingbird breath. And, and so he also does Mayan uh, horoscopes essentially. So Mayans were very well known for keeping track of, you know, all sorts of celestial movements for 13 calendars. And so I've been really fascinated by the Mayan energy, you know, leading up to 2012. And, and I think I might've told that story before on, on the show. But I can't, I can't recall. Anyway, we'll go back to that too, because there's another big one there. So I had always thought my Mayan sign was this thing called Lamat, which is actually a, a rabbit or, or, a, or a star or a, like a star seed even. And so he told me, he's like, no, it's not quite that way because you were born in Russia. So it goes by Mesoamerican time. And so you are uh, Manic, which is the deer energy. He's like, you're, you're, you know, you'd be a mix because now you moved here, but, but really you'd be a Manic because that was what it would have been in Mesoamerica. I'm like, huh. Okay. And I, I didn't quite believe him. And then as we're talking about it, he shows me the whole thing. And then, and then there's a deer outside his front yard. He's like, look, here's a deer. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, you know, and then, you know, deers show, like I have deers every once in a while show up here in my house too. Uh, we're out in the suburbs in Maryland and I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, but it wasn't like this over the head, like confirmation. So then, um, maybe a couple days later we I'm out and just, uh, I'm out like uh, at night and I see a deer come by and I just do this little, I've done this before and nothing's ever happened. I'm like, <laughs> and all of a sudden the deer comes over. I've never had this happen. The deer comes over and, and licks my hand. Oh, wow. I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> so that was one, you know, big one. I'm like, all right, that, you know, as I've been considering, like, do I have this deer energy or not? And then like two nights later, I'm up at looking at the moon and not really paying much attention to anything else. And another deer comes over. I don't know if it was the same deer or not, but, um, and, and it literally just comes over and licks my hand again. I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's, uh, and th those are the only two times that's ever happened. And, um, and, and my, my wife is like, I told her about it. She's like, come on. I'm like, I've told you some other wilder stuff. And this is the thing that you don't believe me about. So, <laughs> the interaction between animals and, and, and us, when you're in certain states, I, I think is so powerful. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, it's nice to be able to, to pick a story for our, our discussion today that uh, <laughs> bounces around in your head like that. So, well, I, I got another animal one, too, that, that connected me when you were talking about that, like the swarm. Um, when I was first learning how to meditate, I feel like anytime you're doing something that is maybe going to spiritually advance you, you get kind of like this beginner's luck or this like, you know, winged from the universe. A lot of times where synchronicities are called. And, um, and so I've been working on learning how to meditate. I never thought I could because I have a million ideas a minute. And I was in Maui speaking at an event. And one of my friends was running the event. He taught this whole meditation technique. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to 
check it out while I snorkel because I can listen to my breath as I'm snorkeling. It's a lot easier. And so he he told you to, to do the certain steps. And then when you went through it, at one point, I, I look and I was surrounded by a school of silver fish. And I'm like, okay, that that was pretty, pretty cool. And then a couple of days later, I had been doing this meditation technique every day. And then the last day, as I did it, um, I looked down and there's a there's a, a sea turtle down there. Like, and I had been wanting a, to see a sea turtle, but I kind of like, you know, decided I was just going to let that go. And and so the sea turtle is swimming with me, and I'm just like stroking his uh, his, his little they're not called paws, but whatever they are. And, uh, and, and just giving him a little, a little pat. Hello. And we swam for like 10, 15 minutes. And it was like this huge, um, to me, I took that as this huge, like you're on the right track with meditation. And, and, and this is, you know, something to really pay attention to. How do you explain the, let's say the fish and the turtle? I think, you know, again, like it's, it's these, um, these non-local messages that, so one of the things that I, I once wrote in my journal was synchronicity is a love letter from the universe across time and space. Yeah, and I kind of remember that. Yeah. And I really like that idea because it's, it's in this loving way saying here, pay attention. And, and, you know, whenever I encounter a synchronicity, there's a moment of, of just awe and surprise and wonder and amazement. And, and it, it just like, you know, some of my favorite feelings uh, of, of magic is what I would call it. And so it's, it's like a way of paying attention. And so these, this silver fish enveloping me as I'm in this meditation process was just like a way of saying, okay, you know, pay, pay attention here. And, and, um, you know, it's not very often I don't, I've been, you know, I snorkel and swim and scuba and I don't think I've ever been enveloped by a, a school of fish. And it was a group of silverfish too. Not only, you know, as my last name is silver. So it was, you know, to me, it's just another little confirmation of this is the, this is something to pay attention to. And, and so I've been meditating um, pretty much as a non-negotiable every day for, I think maybe the last nine, 10 years now after that. So the fish helped you on your meditation path. They did. Yeah. And, and, and now I look back and I'm like, you know, it's a total game changer. Like, I don't know how I would have, how, how did I do it before that? Because it's such a, you know, wonderful practice of, of, of grounding, of, of mindfulness, of stillness, of uh, really getting to know who I am. And so that's been really, really powerful. My sense of how that happens is uh, more here and now related, that you reach an energy vibrational state that is uh, somehow compatible with uh, living beings around you. Mm -hmm. And it's usually a relaxed state. It's usually being who you are in the moment that you're in with yourself and with what's around you. And that's very much like what they're doing. They're just kind of swimming around being themselves. And they kind of like find something that's a little different. The vibration is a little different. Uh, and they become curious about it and then they become like like to feel it and be part of it because it's a kind of a new experience for them yeah and then there's a, a back and forth that happens i think and it's 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 powerful like you know with with your your bugs that you're talking about there was that back and forth it really feels like when you're talking about you know show me the spiral and, and i don't think it was done in a harsh tone of, of stern show me a spiral now it was it seems like it was a playful loving let's let's connect together 
It was. It was telepathic, yes. And it was yeah. like, okay, I like spirals. Can you do one of those now too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they did. And it wasn't it wasn't exactly. And the funny thing also about it is that as I learned to trust the swarm of of the bugs, um, I started to be able to feel some trust for a good friend of mine so that mm. I could recognize my trust in her as I was trusting the bug. So they taught me about trust. Interesting. Yeah. So this is part of your, you know, concept of what's the meaning personally, and then how do you explain it? Exactly. Yeah. So let me do an intro on uh, okay. the, the silverfish guy. <laughs> Yannick Silver has been called a cosmic catalyst, a maverick mischief maker, and a galactic goofball. He's no goofball anymore he probably was at one time he's like a really wise goofball uh he's maybe that's what the galactic part is he he redefines how business is played he's a business kind of guy in the 21st century at the intersection of evolutionary growth impact and fun uh and ionic this thing of of the infotainment thing of education and fun uh -huh. uh, I mean, I'm there with you. It's it's got to be fun to learn. It's learning, and learning is fun, and it's that's the way. Yeah. That's the best way things can yeah. can develop. Well, I have threatened to do a puppet show on Zoom. That's a business brainstorming show. So we'll see. Calling it "Evil Schemes for Global Good," and and, and "Evil Schemes" is a an acronym for uh, evolutionary, visionary, impactful, and legacy. Well, wordplay like that is just so it works so well. That's you got to do it. I mean, I, I want to do a um, I want to get a uh, sometime to do a, a medley of the songs that I can sing. Um, yeah, that's great. And get a get a little background music because I don't, I don't know a lot of songs all the way through, but I have parts that I really like. And I'd add some Donald Duck to it, which one of my listeners didn't like particularly when I did that a little while ago. <laughs> they didn't like your impression or you I can do that one. That's good. So Yannick is the creator of the Cosmic Journal author of Evolved Enterprise and the founder of Maverick 1000, a global collective of visionary entrepreneurs making serious differences in the world. And boy, if there's anything that's really important, it's getting businesses to pay attention to what's going on around us and not be their narcissistic ego selves, which we tend to see them to be. And Yannick is uh, pointing in the direction that maybe that's happening. I, I think so. I mean, there's a seismic shift happening and you know, it's it's been predicted, I think, by a lot of civilizations. And and to me, business, since I'm I have this notion, I, I call it a bloom where you're planted. And that was actually another. Say that again. That Say that again. Bloom where you're planted. Bloom where you're planted. It planted it. So planet it. So there's another <laughs> synchronicity. But the, the aspect of it is bloom where you're planted, which is what industry or marketplace or where are you? Like, why are you there? And then there's probably been five, 10, 20 30 years that you've been there and now you can show up as, as a light for that category or industry. And, and that's what I'm seeing in business too. Uh, but it showed up. Um, so the cosmic journal was that little experiment that I did where 108 days, every single day I drew an illustrated journal post and, and it didn't matter if it was two o'clock in the morning or three o'clock, I would get one done. And I was going to illustrate this quote called bloom, bloom where you're planted, which is what most people have heard that quote. 
and I had drawn this, this big flower and spent a lot of time on it. And then my pen uh, kind of slipped as I was so sleepy. And I wrote P-L-A-N-E. And I'm like, oh, crap. And, you know, I'd spent all this time writing this thing. So I'm, I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? Uh, so, all right, there's no accident. So I'm going to create something else with it. So that became Bloom Where You're Planted. And so that's the page that that showed up and it changed that entire entry. So you can see I, I spent all this time drawing this and then and then P-L-A-N-E. So then that became Bloom Where You're Planted. You have to explain that to me. I'm dense on that one. So this, I, well, I'll read the entry. It says, as a multidimensional being, it might seem difficult to be on Earth during these accelerated times of learning. We long for our place in the stars, but you were brought to Earth for a definite S reason. Slower, slower, slower. Okay. As a multidimensional being, it might seem difficult to be on Earth during these accelerated times of learning. We long for our place in the stars, but you were brought to Earth for a definite reason in this coming silver age. Bloom here and embrace being part of it and birthed by the Earth literally grown from this planet for this collective evolution, rise to the full merging of your personal self, higher self and divine source. Step forth with everything you've learned in the exact spot you are planted or planted it. Or planted it. Yeah. Yeah. Planted it. Planted, yeah. <laughs> it's a made up word. I know it is. I know it is, but that's okay. I make them up myself. Uh, but you know, why? Why are you planted it here? So, and and to me, that oh, oh is, okay, like, okay. Now I got it. Yeah, why are you planted? Category, yeah. Where where are you planted it? And for me, since it's a business space, I play in the most is like what industry or category or you know how do you show up in that way that that you can be a lighthouse or a beacon for for others. Such a good question for business leaders, but a lot of other people too, but business needs that a lot uh, for the most part. This, this capitalistic drive for me, 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 and more and more and more for me is, has to be unwound. And how are you helping people do that? Well, it's through this paradox of the greater impact that you make, it's actually better for business. And that's what this shift is happening. So, so, consumers, I don't like calling them consumers, but, but, but communities, people are buying from companies that have greater purpose and greater meaning. Um, so they're changing their buying behavior by, by either switching brands or even paying more for, for companies that, that have that built into what they're doing. And then from the inside out, it's team members want to actually work for companies with greater purpose and meaning. And, and so if you want the best kind of the team members and, and employees, and you really need that purpose. And so you're seeing more and more of this happening. And sometimes it's a, in an inauthentic way, it's, it's more of a greenwashing or, you know, pinkwashing or a bluewashing, you know, whatever it would be, but, but it has to come from a place where, where I, I mentioned this idea of connecting your head, your heart and your higher purpose. So the head is your business sense. And then the heart is your impact that you want to make in the world. And then the higher purpose is like, again, why, why are you planted in here? And, and when you bring all of that into alignment, there, there's something special that happens. The old way was let's make a lot of money in the first part of our lives. And then we'll spend the next half cleaning up and giving back to what we did to, to kind of mess it up. And now what I'm seeing so much more is this integrated idea of uh, we can, we can really connect 
all of it together. And um, I was just uh, talking to uh, a new friend or colleague who's going to become part of Maverick. I think it's a guy named Alex who runs a company called Four Ocean, uh, the number Four Ocean. And they, he got, he was a, a sea captain and he got inspired by this, all this trash that was in the ocean. And he said, okay, I'm going to pull out a pound of trash and then turn them into something. Usually I have one of their bracelets on, but I don't have one today, but they turn them into these little beaded bracelets made out of ocean plastic. So you can directly see the impact they're making connected to uh, their, their, uh, their, their commerce side. So they've already, I think, pulled out like just in a couple of years, 25, million pounds of trash out of waterways. So it's all, all connected. So that's this idea of this paradox of that you can, you can do, do good and, and do well at the same time. And, and that's, that's what I'm excited by. I'm excited about it too, especially hearing from you about, about how you're participating in this. I've got this idea of a collective human organism and that, as you're implying, each of us must find our purpose within this collective human organism. And the collective human organism is trashing the planet, as you have just uh, described. And how can, how can we do, as a, in a, even a larger way, beyond the businesses that you are working with, where it's so important, and so many other businesses that need to hear your message, how can we get more people to find their purpose and do good and do well for themselves and for the planet? Well, I've been really inspired by this, this uh, new way of, of people coordinating and coming together, um, these, these things that have been called DAOs. Called what? They're called DAOs, D-A-O-S. So, um, you know, which is a great name since it's, you know, from, from the Dow, uh, the Dow, the Ching, but they stand for decentralized autonomous organizations and it's, it's run on top of a blockchain. So it, it creates a way of, um, like, this is something that I've dreamt into for a long time, which is, I just want to bring together people I love who are incredible, amazing people and have their unique capabilities and genius applied to something. And we all get to sort of play together. And then everyone's compensated in some way. And then we, you know, break off into other projects or whatever the case is. And, and this is some of the structure that allows that to happen. So I've been really, um, you know, a lot of times you can look at, I, I don't really tend to watch too much of the mainstream news, but a lot of times you can watch news or see headlines and you're like, oh, wow, the world is just really in a bad spot. And, and this is something that, that gives me a lot of hope because there's new ways of organizing, bring people together. Uh, that's, that's good for the individual because now they're, so th this is called web three in some circles as well. So web, web one was, was kind of a very, very simple website commerce. And then web two was more like the Facebook and, and Twitter where you became the product and it was very extractive. Um, web three is that you own your own information. And, and so you become, uh, you can actually participate in in global projects like you're talking about, and there's ways of being compensated and and being part of these coordinated movements, and and it's really exciting. So it's 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 something worth looking at. I'm I'm going out to a conference next week just on DAOs, and I'm, I'm I couldn't be more excited to to play around with it. Somehow, what you're describing reminds me of that swarm of bugs and their their ability to be independent and yet part of the whole. Uh, I'm glad you brought that back to that. Yeah, there, there's so much to learn from nature. And, um, and and these are, you know, some of the ways that the, the more we kind of just create, I don't know, like these guardrails or not even guardrails, but just some ways of playing together. I, I really do believe most people want to, 
they want to contribute. They want to do something meaningful. They want to, like you said, you know, have their purpose. So it's like if they can find and and put out their unique genius in a way that that seems meaningful. Plus, you get the dynamics that have been working against us before. Like this little device is designed to keep us hooked into it and, and send little dopamine hits and 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 so forth. Like, how do you design something that is a win 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 for the world, for the person, for the collective group? Like that's when it starts getting really really exciting. And there are built-in mechanisms here where there's full transparency because it's built on top of blockchain. So it's uh, it's kind of immutable. It's it's you can really see inside what what's happening. And there's built-in like smart contracts so that you don't have like there's not some central authority that has to say, okay, you're getting this, or that like it's 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 all created by the by the group, but you're not losing the individual aspect. For those who uh, those who don't know what a smart contract is, why don't you tell us? Well, I wish I, I could probably explain it. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. I'm still <laughs> learning a lot about it. But a smart contract is basically you built in um, something that that happens without someone else. Uh, like so, a, a typical contract is is a legal document that that is then signed by two parties and, and so forth, or ratified, and then there's you know someone else that has to verify it and. If, if someone breaks that contract and then, then, you know, there's the legal system that gets involved in this, there's, there's no friction. It's, it's built in. If X happens, Y happens. If, if Y happens, then Z happens. So it's, it's just a built in kind of process. Uh, so it can be something like if, uh, if, if a one, let's, let's call it a dollar, but it's not gonna be a dollar, but if a dollar flows here, then 50 cents will flow here. And that's built into the contract. Um, so there's lots of mechanisms in there that just make it hands off. And that's that autonomous part. Yeah. And what I re remember hearing about smart contracts is that somehow you can get out of them in a way that's not enforceable. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not an expert in, in the, the crypto space or that field, but I'm very, very intrigued by what are the potential, especially with, you know, it seems like so many people are coming from this is a way to really like bake in higher consciousness. Um, and, and I've seen this great meme of a Trojan horse uh, of, of, with the consciousness inside and, and that DAOs are this way of, of, of building well, that's higher nice. consciousness into society. That, that's, a that's a beautiful image. It's the, it's the dragging the horse in and, and letting it loose inside the walls of the city that uh, is part of the trouble. And sometimes that what was in the Trojan horse was not that helpful. It was no. kind of destructive. So it's still a metaphor that we can understand. Yet I, I'm, I'm, was, I've studied a bit about Web3 and we mm -hmm. got to the virtual realities. Uh, and uh, I wondered if you could have... Um, in 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 the virtual realities that are being created on uh, the internet, whether you can have synchronicities take place in the virtual reality. <laughs> I mean, why not? I, I I think that there's opportunities for nudging or instigating synchronicities, and I, you know, I, I love moments like that. But I don't think you can force synchronicities. Um, but I think that you can play with them in some way like so for instance i have a set of cards that i created these oracle cards and i yeah really tell us about those cards yeah. I've, I've seen them well the cards to me are are ways of tapping into synchronicity non-local intelligence in some way so you know it, it's so fascinating because you can take it from this very logical point of view which is we're, we're meaning making machines 
So I'm going to pull a card. And of course, I'm going to create a meaning because I'm just looking for how does this connect? However, if you suspend that a little bit, um, you can really like I've had so many people tell me that they've they've cried from pulling the right card or pulling the right page in the journal because there's so much meaning there. And to me, that's not a logical left brain kind of analysis of they're just making up a meaning. And and so it, it's like when you the more you put into it, the more you get out of it, essentially. So anytime you're doing any kind of work like that, ceremonial work or or working with, I don't know, those kind of energies in some way. It's like if you can meditate for a few minutes or or longer, if you can make it more intentional and then also setting your intention about what what do you want to see show up and then you can you can pull a card um, and, and then see um, it's it's powerful. And the cards are, are little journal prompts that were come they were based on my journal. And there's 44 journal prompts in there. And then also 11, which are some of my favorites, I call them cosmic Q and A's. And they're 11 archetypes that you would have a conversation with using your, your right hand and left hand. Uh, and, and so those are really, really powerful. Where, where can people get a hold of your, your book and your cards? Uh, the cards are so either at hayhouse.com or amazon.com. And, and this is what, this is what they look like. That's their. Yeah. The cards in the journal. Actually, you want to pull a card, Bernie? Should we uh, pull a card and then talk some stories? Here and now coincidences are a part of the fun of this thing. Go ahead. All right, let's pull a card. You can you can tell me when to stop. Hold on, let me let me shuffle a little bit, and then we'll uh, maybe we'll use that as some of our backdrop for for our next conversations. All right. All right. So let's take uh, two or three breaths together. Just uh, breathe in with me. Big deep breath in and out and in and out all right let's focus on i don't know magic and synchronicity and even more of how we can play together with the audience here all right so you tell me when you're ready okay all right this is our card <laughs> this is upside down it says the activated ally so wow I'll, I'll read you this little bit so th that's one of the cosmic q a cards um we don't have to do the full exercise behind it but but this is one of the ones that you would actually have a conversation with your right hand and left hand but so the activated ally the attributes are hero mentorship guide and superpower and it says there's a reason you admire certain characters, heroes, or mentors. Those you look up to represent a golden shadow. They reflect exactly who you are when you act from your highest self. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Golden shadow. Golden shadow. That's beautiful. Uh, that, I mean, everybody, the shadow, we've got to work on our shadow. We've got to pay attention to our shadow. Uh, it's usually thought of as dark. But yeah. now... Only the shadow knows, and Yannick too. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's a, a golden, golden shadow. shadow. There's a golden, there is a golden shadow. shadow, and I don't remember. And I'd love to give attribution, uh, and I cannot recall if I got this from someone else or I, I just came up with this. So let's say uh, you just most came likely up with I came it. most likely it came from somewhere else. So, but let's just say uh, pause golden. for a second about that one because it's really important. It's him that you came up with the idea of a golden shadow. 
It came I don't, to, it, I don't it, remember. It, it, I can't It came to you. That's yeah. all I'm trying to say. And yeah. it's a great idea, which means that someone else has already thought about it. Somebody's thinking about it now or somebody will. And I have a, an example of that with the term simulpathity, which I made up, which was. I've never heard you say that one. Simulpathity is experiencing the pain of a loved one at a distance. And I got oh, to it. Yeah. I, I got to it because I was choking uncontrollably and 3,000 miles away. My father was choking on his own blood around the same time. So I was experiencing his pain yeah. at the same time. And I did a survey. Yeah, this happens kind yeah, of regularly I've heard, so, I've heard many stories of it okay well i didn't yeah. know that until and i've heard more but i've never heard the term but I've, I've heard the stories of it yeah that's i i got to make up a word just like that's you have right. i like making up words too it's uh, fun because you know i started as a copywriter so words to me are incredibly important it's like words create our uh, world and it's, that's it. we can get into that one too but i'll leave it yeah. alone for now so i was i was um, wondering if anybody else had come up with this word I made it up in like in 2014. So in 2016, I was running around somewhere and I, I found a, 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 a little movie on Facebook entitled Simulpathity. Same word. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Same word. So I Facebook messaged the yeah. guy who produced it. Uh, and this the, the simulpathity in this movie was about the same thing that I had defined it to be feeling yeah. the pain of a loved one yeah. at a distance. So he not only came up with the word, but also what it meant was similar. And then he said he'd never heard of me. He'd never heard of me. He came up with it himself. So this is a way to say that we are all part of a collective mind. And yeah. some of us grab that fish of an idea out of the psychosphere earlier and then tell somebody about it. But somebody else probably could have come up with it already, but didn't have a, a platform to talk about it the way you had. 100%. Yeah, well, it's, um, you know, there's so many even famous inventions that, that were... Invented, we can go down that know, list. Spot ...in another spot almost simultaneously. And um, That's right. Uh, there's a, I think the guy's, the author's name is Stephen Johnson, who talks about innovation, and, and he, he calls it these, the next potential door is his theory about it, because it's like one building block leads to the next building block. But yeah. I, I think that there's something more, though. It's not just... Oh, this thing created the the possibility for the next thing. I think it is what you said. I, I like the psychosphere, the it's, you know, that, it's, that collective. It's both of those. It's yeah. both of those. And the one of the one of the best stories is Dennis the Menace. Uh, in 1950, oh, heard that. March in March like 14th of 1951, in England and in the United States, the the world was introduced to Dennis the Menace. One English version and one American version. And they, oh, e they each caused trouble. They each had dogs that were part of their trouble. They were different, too. And they yeah. tried to see if one plagiarized the other, and they didn't. And that's an illustration of simultaneous independent discoveries. And that's yeah. why I say when you think of, uh, of the golden shadow, it's a great idea. That means probably other people have thought of it. You have been able to articulate it, and you'll probably hear it other times. But let's go back to that yeah. because it's such a good concept, Yannick, the, the golden shadow. The golden shadow. Yeah, it's, that's exactly what it is. And so I'll just finish reading this, and then I think it actually goes right into the story I wanted to share that you and I talked about that has these multiple layers as I'm thinking about it. 
All right. So it says there's a reason you admire certain characters, heroes, or mentors. Those you look up to represent a golden shadow. They reflect exactly who you are when you act from your highest self. Who are you most attracted to right now? Call forth your ally. They can be anyone, dead or alive. Um, it can be a, a fictionist character. It doesn't matter. And then for this conversation, activate them now. And then this is where you would have a conversation back and forth with your activated ally. And then there's a couple sample questions here. But so something like, what's your best advice here? Which, which of your own characteristics do you see in me? Who are my other allies? What would you do in this situation? Which one of your attributes can I utilize for what's next for me? So this is where the process would be. You would write, I'm right-handed. You would write questions using your right hand. You'd call forth this ally. And then, um, and then you write with your left hand as that activated ally, whoever you're, you're bringing forth. And then you have a back and forth conversation. So really, really powerful in that way of, of getting answers and, and clarity on, on anything happening. And uh, Yannick, yeah, this, this card was not drawn by you sitting by yourself. It was drawn in, the, in our interpersonal context. So yeah. I began to look at this as something about you and me, not just about one of us. Well, no, yeah. So when you think about your golden shadow or our hero or mentor, is there anyone that, that comes up for you? Well, right now you're my hero as I'm talking to you because you're doing something that is so very important is helping turn business into doing good as well as doing well. And that's, I, I admire that in you. And I, and the, the groups that you're helping to form were, which to me are like those, the swarm of the bugs where individuals keep doing their own thing, but are part of a cohesive whole that has a direction and a purpose. Uh, you're my hero. Ah, uh, well, thank you, Bernie. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I, I, I love that. The, um, you know, and then, and I bet they're, I'm curious though, on your hero, like, you know, and I, I've thought about this uh, a bit on, you know, attributes. So, um, and, and I won't, I won't mention the, the person, but there was a time when uh, there, there was something happening and I was like waiting for like um, uh, recognition from this person I really looked up to. And, and um, one of my friends who actually happens to be a shaman, she's like, well, let's uh let's unpack this a little bit and she's like what do you what do you admire about this person i'm like well that he's you know world changing in the way that he brings people together he says yes to so many adventures he's you know running multiple companies he's uh you know just doing all these different things um and she's like oh hmm, you know that sounds a lot like someone else i know i'm like oh yeah yeah same guy and so she, she helped <laughs> me just like bring that into me as you know again this golden shadow of like when you're in your highest self how do you show up? And, and then it was really fascinating because it happened that night, this person started gushing about, about me and, and our organization. And it was just such a, like, I, I didn't even need it anymore. You know, such an interesting uh, energetic shift too. So the story I wanted to share, uh, you and I talked about it really briefly and, and it connects. I think, it's, there's a, you, you're saying a lot of stuff, Yannick, and, uh, and it comes out really fast, and I'm a little slower than the way your mind is working, and maybe our viewers are, are also. The, 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 you just transformed my idea of a higher self. Uh, I have communications from my higher self telling me what to do sometimes, and uh, it's, uh, it's, sometimes it's a good friend of mine telling me what to do, too. <laughs> she represents a higher self mm -hmm. as well, but sometimes it's 
not out it's, it's it's out there someplace in the psychosphere is where i imagine it it's yeah. kind of this this higher self and i are communicating with uh something yeah. from communicating together but what you've just talked about is a higher self that acts on this world as as the higher self yeah like how would how would your you know when you're in your golden shadow how do you show up it's and... it's it's bringing the higher self to me my image is bringing the higher self into it, here it, action well, it's now both. It's, it's you let's let's play with that you know up down but okay. it's both it's you're coming up and it's yeah it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ways, yeah they're but merging but you're exactly you're still, the more you're, yeah the more the merging happens the more you are your higher self. self oh that's good yeah that, that fits what what i think i might be going now but it makes the higher self more planted planted yeah you're you're becoming yeah there you go thank you you're uh, and, and that's exactly what it is and and that alignment again the head heart higher purpose yeah uh, bringing Beautiful. that alignment in that and that higher purpose is you know the, the higher self some people don't like using that term of higher self but but i i i find that helpful um, and activated allies, another way of thinking about it in, in that aspect, because you're working with archetypes and there's certain archetypes that are really, you know, when, when you connect to that, that that is your, your, your highest self. Uh, just a little bit, and we'll go to your story, but I, I'm, I'm watching this, uh, this series on, on Showtime called Zeewee, and it's a black woman who's really funny uh, uh -huh. making making clear some of our racial biases our anti our discrimination biases uh -huh. and and her show that i was watching uh yesterday was about allies who are allies of black people and who are allies of other people and are mm -hmm. you really an ally what makes somebody an ally are you a fake ally or a real ally and so the word ally has been bossing around in my head a lot so that's just a simple um, uh, mirror coincidence uh that yeah. this card illustrates yeah well there you go activated ally yeah activated ally so thank you for that um yeah so the, the story that i think you know even even to me illustrates this a little bit and and you know, we, we couldn't have planned this, I think, any better, but it takes a little time to unwrap it. So you tell me where to stop and and uh, where, where to where to pull on some more threads. But it's it's powerful because, you know, one of the stories I was going to share had kind of one little layer to it. But the one that I want to share has multiple layers to it. So it takes a, a little bit of time to get into it. But uh, but I, I find the most interesting work with synchronicities and meaningful coincidences and so forth is when you when you have it. You can understand that, feel it, but then there's another layer and another layer that gets unlocked or over over top of it, uh, overlaid on it. So this was um, a cacao ceremony that we held. So we our group does different, the, the Maverick group that you mentioned, we do different retreats and adventures and experiences for these entrepreneurs. And it's a combination of growth, impact, and fun. And we like putting them in interesting situations. And so we, we held a cacao ceremony in, in Costa Rica at our retreat. And the ceremony ended up being on January 11th, 2020. So, you know, already there's like a little bit of magic with 111. And, and 111 was already very meaningful to me in um, this cosmic journal creation. This is one of the original ones because I finished the layout of it at 111 a.m. I finished the, the left-hand page layouts at 111 a.m. And it wasn't like I had an alarm clock. It was just, it just showed up. So certain numbers seem to be very 
I don't know, like, like synchronistic numbers for certain people, like it becomes a meaningful coincidence. Some people will think at 11, 11 or whatever it is, but, but certain numbers also become these, these strings. So one eleven was one of them. And so this is the very first, I had heard about cacao ceremonies and cacao is how we make chocolate. And, but what, you know, most people don't realize is, you know, when you make chocolate, there's a lot of other additives added to it, of course, sugar and emulsifiers and all sorts of things that take away uh, in some of the incredible health benefits of it. Uh, and the darker chocolate you eat is better, but the, this is raw cacao um, that there's all types of different cacao. There's five types of cacao pods and only one holds this medicine and it is a real medicine. It's a real plant medicine. It's not going to make you hallucinate or anything like that, but it is a heart opener. And, and so it's, it's a really powerful. And so in the scientific terms, it, it will, um, it'll actually create, uh, it make your, your blood thin more. So it, it creates these feelings of euphoria and, and so forth because of the blood thinning aspect. Where do you, where do you, where do you, where do you get this, this brand of cacao? Well, the brand that I, yeah, that I connected to, it's called Cacao Magic. It's out of Costa Rica. And that's, um, the very first one that that I got, and it's cacaomagic.co, who's uh, who's part of this story as well. And so there, there's lots of cacao. So you want ceremonial grade cacao, like it's a very high level um, cacao. And and this, so then these cacao ceremonies, there's a you know how much intention you put into, like we were talking about earlier. The more you put in, the more you get out of it. And so very intentionally putting it in the way you, you, you can even like speak to the cacao and hold intention with it. And, and, um, how do you have gratitude for it? And so I'm actually having a little bit of this morning, not even knowing we were going to share the story. And so we do this cacao ceremony, the teacher, uh, was just sharing a bit of the cacao cosmology from, um, an indigenous tribe called the Bribri tribe, B-R-I-B-R-I, which is one of the indigenous tribes in Costa Rica. And so amazingly enough, this is, you know, my, my first cacao ceremony, right? And then he's sharing this story of, of the Bribri tribe, which is where this cacao is grown. So it's all up and down Central America is where cacao is from. And even way, way, way back, you know, we, we started talking about the Mayans on this call, but Mayans would use cacao beans as currency. There's there something very, very powerful about it. They would use it in uh, in ceremony and so it's been called Theobroma, which is, uh, I think, food of the gods is what it translates to because of the incredible powers of it. And, and it really does have uh, a, a lot to it. So he's sharing this cosmology with everyone as we're in this cacao ceremony. And part of the cosmology is this sloth. I've never heard a cosmology of a sloth as this creator of the universe. And this, this sloth named Cebu lives on the celestial hammock and, and it's kind of like thinking of the universe as like a plaything, And so everything is an energy and a plaything, and like Lego blocks and which, which species are, are good for these certain jobs and, and, and sending them forth. And then uh, he, he gets to the part of the story and says, you know, so Cebu is this being of not, not male or female, but, but all energy and gets this part of saying, you know, and humans were created last. And, and Cebu says the humans don't call on me again. And, uh, and, and then Cebu sitting on, on his, her hammock and thinking about, well, you know, what happens if the humans forget? And so Cebu decides to share this medicine of re-remembrance with, uh, cacao being the, the bearers of this, the cacao sisters to bear this re-remembrance for humans goes to visit the cacao sisters. Anyway, it's a bit of a long story, how these five types of pods of cacao were created and only one carries this medicine. 
But what this being did was transform himself, herself into this old man, an ugly man. And in this, in the Bribri tradition, you actually would uh, welcome somebody with cacao. So these sisters, only one of them welcomes uh, this old man with cacao. And, and then, uh, and then he asks her to marry him and the other sisters are laughing. And it's all part of the story. And, um, and so she accepts and says, yes. And then he transforms himself into this being of a thousand sons. And that's when the other sisters are like, oh, marry me, marry me. And like, no, you know, only Sarula was the one that, that said yes. And, and so this idea of a thousand sons, there's like four or five Maverick members that look over to me and, and they're kind of like laughing and winking because I've said for quite a long time, my mission is to light a thousand suns who can each light another thousand suns. And, and it was just like this, you know, this, this recognition that happened and, and it was so powerful. Um, and so even, you know, we had this amazing ceremony and, and everyone's heart was filled with it. And, you know, I didn't think that much more of it. And then, you know, it just kept coming back. Like someone else is like, you know, you're, you're, you're the cosmic sloth. You are, you know, you're, you're Cebu, like you, this being of a thousand sons and you wanted to light a thousand sons. Another friend bought me a, a sloth hat at the airport. And, and so it became like a little, little funny thing. And then, um, so during the, the sort of shutdown pandemic time, um, I reconnected to that cacao teacher and, and then he's like, well, you know, it's really my wife you want to talk to. She's the teacher. And, and so she just had decided maybe I'm going to take on some virtual students. And I was her first virtual apprentice that she took on from Costa Rica. And it meant six weeks of nothing but cacao and learning and connecting, communing with cacao. Uh, and she would send me off on these ceremonies and so forth. And it was, it was just, um, just this incredible connection that, that I felt with cacao and whole, with that whole story, the, the Cebu cosmology story. So then fast forward. Uh, I, I, this con incredible connection. When you say this incredible connection, there's something that you conveyed to me of feeling a part of that connection for a moment. I felt part of that connection for a moment. But that through you, I could feel a web that you were in the center of. Yeah, well, well, that that whole notion of the thousand suns was a huge synchronicity indicator for me. And the funny thing is, sometimes you need other people to also recognize it, um, and, and that's fascinating to me too, right? So, when with the way I heard the story, and it's so you know, are the way our brains work, I I, I wrote it down in my journal as the cosmic sl uh, sloth. No, sorry, the cosmic uh, slug. And, and I drew a little picture of the slug, which actually the slug is a very shamanic uh, um, animal too. And, but this, the sloth, I've never heard a cosmology story that involved a sloth. And then, you know, another Maverick member comes up to me. He's like, he's like, dude, you know, you're the cosmic sloth. You, you realize that, right? And, and I wrote this little piece in my journal as he explained it. He's like, you know, your greatest role is to hang out on your hammock and, and help us be the sons that we are so that we can light other suns and, and this other stuff. So that playful aspect really connected to me. And then, um, so fast forward a little bit, I, I, you know, take on this apprentice program with, with my, my teacher and, and really connect to, to cacao and it's become my medicine. But the, back in 2012, when we were really trying to decide what to do with Maverick, it was, it was, it was the first business that was kind of going sideways for me. And, and when I asked my 111 year old self, so actually, here you go, another 111 reference, and my, in my journal with my left hand, I wrote light a thousand suns who can each light another thousand suns. That was where it came from. And, and then 
we went to uh, to the Mayan Riviera and had a, an, an event where my whole team thought I was crazy because we did it for the, the 2012 calendar change, which was a couple of days before Christmas. And we went there, had this amazing synchronicity of getting out of a sweat lodge literally at midnight um, on the solstice. And that was, you know, couldn't have been predicted, but it really said, okay, this is the right direction of what you're doing, this evolutionary growth. And so I really felt like 2020 was this bookend opportunity for the, the winter solstice. I hadn't been back there. And we ended up bringing a very small group, about 10 or 12 of us uh, who wanted to travel during that time. And we went back to the same sweat lodge, um, the same Temescal, same shaman. He had been missing for a while. And uh, and I had I saw him and I'm, I'm like, Freddy, ochos anos. And, and my friend who's very fluent in Spanish is laughing. And I'm like, oh, Josanos, Freddy. And uh, and he's like, he's like looking at me and she's like, you're telling him eight anuses <laughs> instead of eight, eight years. Uh, adios is, is ochos adios. So anyway, we, we had this amazing experience. But then when we got to the retreat kind of villa, I see this rainbow hammock there. And uh, it's actually not hanging up right now in my house. But the, 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 the hammock, I, I knew that was Cebu's hammock. And it was literally like this whole connection where, you know, again, a, a book, uh, a bookend to this very meaningful experience before in 2012. And, uh, and, and so I had like kind of hinted to the neighbors who I met, I'm like, you know, your hammock is amazing. And I wanted them to be like, oh yeah, of course, you know, you can lay in it anytime you want. And, and, but I never actually asked for that. And, and so they're like, yeah, it's a nice hammock. And I, I was like, um, in the mornings I would go in there, but very sheepishly, like kind of like have one leg in one leg out in the morning and watch the sunrise in this hammock and, and write in my journal. But then I was, I was not fully, um, comfortable in there. And then the, the next morning or two mornings later, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get in there and fully embody, you know, Cebu and fully embody this energy because of, of, uh, th this hammock and how it's so meaningful. And, uh, and it was, it was an incredible connection. And then I ended up asking the neighbors. So this was a big thing for me to literally ask for exactly what I wanted. And I asked them to, to buy the hammock and, and they were kind of laughing. They're like, it's really expensive. I'm like, okay, well, you know, just let me know, you know, how much it is. And, and it ended up being a hundred dollars. And I had this hundred dollar bill that I had been saving in my journal that I had been drawing around and doodling around. And, and I handed that to them. And I'm like, well, you can have this one or a regular $100 bill. I'm sure they thought that, you know, with the drawn one, they might not be able to cash it. But but they're like, you can keep that one. But but it was just another powerful aspect. So, okay, I get the hammock, which is a huge part of the of the story, of the Cebu story. And then, Bernie, so this is the next layer. So I don't, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I was just going through my journals. And I realized the date of when I first saw that hammock. And the date was exactly 333 days from that January 11, 2020 um, uh, ceremony. So it was, you know, again, this, this incredible synchronicity of a layer upon a layer. And so some of that is personally meaningful, but, but a lot of it is, is like, you know, wow, how does that all just show up like that? This last one of 333 is related to the 111. Yeah, well, so one 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 and three 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 have kind of become the numbers that have been really big in my in my life as these activating numbers or as these you know synchronistic numbers. And when I see them, um, they they just they kind of make me pay attention. 
Well, that's important for our audience to know uh, because other people have different numbers that activate right. them. And when exactly. you say mine used to be 23, now what, what does, what does active being activated by a number mean? I mean, for me, it means to, again, pay attention to, to really be like, seeing what what is happening there and and when it shows up multiple times like that 111 inside the the cosmic journal creation was was a huge one um it it really just means sometimes there's there's codes connected to like when when that number shows up and you're paying attention then like what are the what is the energy that's coming in what's the frequency what's what's the vibration that that is coming in uh and and for me like to to go back and find that date and and then be like oh like how you know that three three like it's not 335 days it's not 321 days it was it was and i never go back and like count days from a calendar it was just like this this little random thought that came to me i'm like oh i wonder you know when i first saw that hammock that was so meaningful to me and then uh and, and then from that ceremony and i go back i'm starting to do some math i'm like oh my goodness it is it is that it it is yeah. At the beginning, uh, you talked about how we can put meaning into things because we are meaning-making machines. Yeah. What you're describing is very important to keep in mind is that you have a feeling to look for the meaning. You look for the dates, for example. How many but days? That's not a always thing. It was not like you know. I'm always keeping no, track of. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not an that. always. It's not an always thing. That's what I mean. Yeah. That you had the feeling that you should look because there might yeah. be something there, and that's what you were able to find. It's that intuition that there might be something that is important to you that you'll yeah. find by look by doing what you just did. That's an yeah. important part of all this. As and, we, and and let me wrap up that activated ally part, which is, you know, the Cebu, this cosmology of this cosmic sloth, that's become my, my higher self in, in, a, in a deep way. Like it's become a, an ally for me because of that energy of that playfulness and the universe creation and, and all of that. So um, that's, it, that's nice. That's really good to wrap up with that. Uh, how the sloth became your ally. <laughs> right. That's, it's almost the title of this. I'm not going to make that the title the of the cosmic story. sloth. The cosmic, uh, there's a book called The Magicians. It's three volumes. And uh, in one of them, a sloth plays, plays an important part. You'd have to dig around to find it. But there's a sloth in the, that they put in the bottom of the boat and just hanging around there, down there in the, in the hold. Uh, and it, the play with that sloth uh, might be intriguing to you because it, it's so part of it and so not part of it and yet part of it is like, fun to be able to think about now as yeah. we as we wrap up for today yannick um i'm i i'd like you to put together for our audience uh the golden shadow and the story of the sloth well to me that 100 percent represents my golden shadow so when i'm in my highest self when i'm embodying that it is that playful aspect uh, you know we, we start off this conversation talking about play and business and and infotainment and so forth and, and that playfulness i mean i have you know there's a puppet sitting over my shoulder right now and, and it, that that playful aspect and then also this you know the, the archetype of this cosmology is a universe creator and and everything is like a lego block and, and a play thing and so that's the way i think about things a lot that i've been you know, considering for literally a decade plus of how do we 
how do we nudge consciousness using the leverage of business? And it's about these seeds and suns and then blooms and how they all connect together. So it, it was a massive affirmation for me. And then also a, uh, a just a new way of, of leaning into this, this funny little, I don't, I, you know, there, there's, there's almost no way of saying the cosmic sloth without having a smile on your face. And then people have started referencing me and maybe I need to change the bio as, you know, been referenced now as a cosmic sloth because it, it just becomes that, that joyful uh, expression of, of who I am. Suggest replacing the cosmic goofball with the there sloth. you go galactic goofball to yeah. the cosmic get, sloth the, yeah. yeah yeah it's the, it's there's something you have to go like that yeah I mean I, I, that's what I would suggest now w- one final question uh, for me with this as you as you develop businesses to be more conscious you try to get expanded consciousness into the business way of operating where how does synchronicity play a role in that i think it plays a big role of it's like where where you can start paying attention to me it's about awareness and the more we can bring our awareness to these moments that have these new feelings not even new feelings but these feelings that that are meaningful for us uh and and being being open not not like forcing the, the meaning, but, but allowing it to, to show up. Um, there's, there's so many ways, especially as, you know, a lot of the entrepreneurs I, I work with, they, they ask this question of now what they, they are successful. They've been successful and it's like, okay, there's something more. And a lot of times that is led by synchronicity because it's not the exact same linear path that they've taken before. So now it's, it's being open to, to, you know, these intuitive feelings, these, these things where we're really connecting our whole brain and our our whole selves. Absolutely. Being open to being open is one way of saying that. I would suggest that you also consider that the conditions under which uh, synchronicities are more likely to happen are conditions of change, where there is about whether mm-hmm. where the quotidian regular reality begins to break down the scheduling the organizing know that that web is kind of like frayed and new stuff starts coming in can become mm-hmm. in and that's when you can increase or at least notice an increase in synchronicities yeah i love that and and we you know we have that happening on a global scale right now where things are changing dramatically and and uh, and then we have that. I see it a lot on an individual scale too. Where, where it's a, are... We're all part of that whole thing right now. Yeah. And it's. Uh, I I still say with the metaphor of the the frog in the boiling water of in the yeah. water that's gradually being heated up, and the frog doesn't know that it's gradually being heated up, and hum- humanity is being heated up now, but it's gradual, so they're not paying attention. If you turn the heat up really fast, the frog will try to jump out. But mm. now this frog is not trying to jump out and we need to be able to help us climb out of this beginning to boil pot. And synchronicity to me is one way that uh, a key way that we can help people to be able to do that. I, I totally agree. I think synchronicity is such a major, you know, if, if we can even call it that an ally in our, yeah, in our, yeah. journey, in our purpose and our quest. Yeah. It's an ally. Yeah. Well, Yannick, it's, I'm glad it's a pleasure to be able to talk with you. I mean, you've got so much stuff running around between your ears and higher than that too, that you're 
that you're putting it's coming into your head too it's not just you over there you're you're tuned into a lot of stuff and it's coming it, i got a chance to hear some of it coming out and it's remarkable what you're doing and i i applaud what you're doing with businesses because it's so so very important as we watch a fascistic tendency in the united states where corporations are playing a part in that and some of them are breaking away from that fascistic attempt and trying to keep democracy going a little bit more where we have our own ability to decide our own future and not somebody else doing it and so what you're doing is politically extremely important yeah well i think it's it's the time i mean again like all these civilizations and ancient ones talked about these prophecies of of, of this great year and, and especially the Mayans were, were talking about this, but that, that we're in this time of, of ascending consciousness and, and there is these breakdowns that are going to happen because the systems weren't designed for human thriving. So that means that every institution is really up for renewal and it's going to be the innovators and change makers and entrepreneurs and leaders who, who can step into this and hopefully using synchronicity as a, as a guidepost for, for what they're meant to be doing in this time. That's what I'm here to help have yeah, happen, exactly. that, that part of it. And I admire what you're doing and I'm so glad we got a chance to talk. So thanks very much for talking with me, Yannick. Thanks, Bernie. That was fun. This psychosphere is our mental atmosphere like a hologram Cosmic consciousness